from Relay FM. This is Upgrade, episode number 25. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo, an internet you'll actually like. Lender.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. And Squarespace, build it beautiful. My name is Mike Hurley. Today, I have the pleasure, as always, of being joined by the man you pay to see, Mr. Jason Snell. What do they pay, and who do they pay it to? The Piper. Hello, I, Michael, as Merlin Mann refers to you. Hello, um, Jason. I listened to your uh, first, uh, well, not first, but your one, uh, your inquisitive from, with Merlin as a service from last fall. I finally listened to it. It's off of my playlist. I, 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 I'm, I'm going through the deep cuts, through the, through the back catalog. So I got that one out of the way. That's the one where he sings the Cotton Song. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. And he calls you I, Michael throughout, which I love. So, hi, I'm Michael. That How's was a going? long time ago, that one, I think. That was like October or something. Was, you were still working at your job, <laughs> but had but had quit. Oh. And actually, talking about people leaving their jobs, uh, th- th- that actually led... I had So I had breakfast a few weeks ago when I was down in L.A. with uh, David Sparks of Mac Power Users and Mac Sparky and other sorts of things, and and legal profession fame. And uh, and uh, we were talking about how David uh, recently made a career change of his own, and I thought that would be a fun reason to invite him as our third ever guest on Upgrade. So, David, welcome. Thank you, Jason, and I'm Michael. Hello. It's actually kind of <laughs> thrilling to be on the show. I listen to your show every week. I think you guys are great. Well, I have bad news for you. This week's show, you will have already heard it by the time it comes I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm a little uncomfortable every time you talk, talk about mailbagging. I have to say that makes me a little nervous. But We, we will have no conversations about mailbagging this week. I can guarantee it. However, <laughs> next week, we will we will talk in depth about mailbagging. So mm-hmm. we'll have to stay tuned for number 26 to get more about okay. mailbagging. We actually are going to reveal the secret. Yes, we had a very nice listener who told us about what it is and sent us a link. But um, mail route not a sponsor this week, so we're going to save it for the for, <laughs> for right. the, the mail Older powder later. That's right. Why would we give them free space this week, which we seem to be doing right now? Uh, anyway, David, it's great to have you here. Um, we we're going to talk about what you're doing and uh, and and go through all of that. But I feel like first we should discuss something that is not follow up. Mike, not follow up, but topics that we covered recently that we would like to talk about again mm-hmm. briefly at the top of the show. But it's definitely not follow up. I find it so interesting that you were so you were so excited about follow up, but now like you've been ground down to the point where you've had to rename yeah. it. Uh huh. I feel bad That's about it. Well, I, 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 you could argue that I over that I overdid it a little bit with the follow up, where I was just like, let's just make the entire show follow up and. That might have been a mistake, but no, I love follow up. I just I'm making fun of the people who don't want, like follow up. Um, uh, let's see. We should mention. So I um, we oh we, we talked about the Pebble um last week before it was on Kickstarter when it was mm-hmm. just a rumor, and we both said, oh, it looks terrible. Good luck. They're do- they're doomed. And of course, they then had what was the most massive success ever on Kickstarter. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's. I think Don't listen to us. <laughs> probably by the time this show comes out, they will be the most popular Kickstarter of all time. I think the record is something like twelve million, and they're currently at eleven point nine. Yeah. So I feel like it's worth clarifying at least what how I felt about <laughs> this at the time. Yes, a um, clarification. I like that revisionism. Yeah, we Let's can do, do it. that. Retcon. I can go and change the original file. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people made a point of uh, a lot of a lot of upgradians made a point of yes. uh, pointing it out to us. 
I am extremely happy for Pebble. I think they're a great company, and I think it's fantastic that they have had such an incredible success. However, I do still feel like their days are numbered, and I still don't like the look of hmm. how this product looks. I think the OS looks fantastic, um, and I wish that that um, the Pebble OS had always looked this way and react and acted this way. It looks amazing. Uh, however, I think that their their days are numbered. They and they, I think Pebble as a company has to consider trying to, and I'm sure they are, make like a full blown Android Wear watch that can mm. take advantage of the apps that are in that ecosystem. Because all it can do is, when people say that you know it can take advantage of Android Wear, it can just take advantage of the notification support. But the apps, like let's say Pinterest, brings out their app. They would need to create a specific app for the Pebble. They can't use the Android Wear app. So I think that's their future if they're going to stick around. But um, I, I just think that the Pebble is like the first entry. It's like the first one that kind of works. And all of the things that are good about the Pebble is what the current kind of full-powered smartwatches will be doing in a couple of years' time. Um, and I don't think that, that... I would be surprised if they're able to innovate as quickly as companies like Apple and Motorola and Samsung. I think the Pebble has a place in the sense that it's a, um, it, it's it's cheaper than the Android Wear watches, and it, it has much longer battery life uh, because it's using that e-paper screen, which is the you know basically an LCD screen that's very low power, and so it has a week long more or less battery life, and for a low price, I think that there's a place for a, a phone like that, that or a, a watch like that. That's not what those you know the Moto 360s of the world are offering, and I think they've got a I think they've got a chance there in the long run. Yeah, as battery life improves on these devices. Uh, still, they might be able to do it on the price side, and if they really can do a good job of integrating with Android and using the Android Wear APIs, I think they've got a chance. I'm not, I'm not as negative as you are, I think, about this. But what I'd say is, as an iPhone user, I just don't even consider the Pebble Time an option because, and that's not Pebble's fault. The fact is, Pebble has always had a problem connecting with with iOS. They've tried very hard. They've struggled mightily with bugs in Notification Center. Um, but anything that's sort of like send things out to a watch specific in iOS, Apple's going to pretty much reserve that for the Apple Watch. And so Pebble's never going to be a very good uh, citizen on iOS because iOS doesn't want to talk to them and Apple's not going to make any effort. And so as an iPhone user, I feel like I would never buy the Pebble Time because I just don't think it's going to be good enough and, and and enough better than the Pebble that I've got, let alone the Apple Watch, to make it worth uh, investing in in that with the Apple Watch coming around the corner. And that's not their fault. But I, I just, you know, the, the platform vendor is going to make their own watch and it's going to be super integrated with their operating system. And uh, that's not the case on Android where there's a lot of different players. But on iOS, you know, Pebble's never going to be able to hook in, I think. So that that's my skepticism there. Well, I think we're still in a place where one vendor making the hardware software is a better solution. And, yeah. you know, that's the big thing with Apple. So here we are. I can't wait yeah. to see what they do with the Apple Watch. And actually, I think one side benefit to all this was when the Apple Watch got announced, I got suddenly more interested in my Pebble Watch again. I pulled it out of the drawer and found out they had done some software updates to make it actually mm. more useful to me. Yeah, And um, I would suspect a lot of people who are not uh, you know, fully invested in the Apple world uh, may suddenly be more interested in smartwatches. And maybe that's one of the reasons why the Pebble's doing as well as it is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
anyway, congratulations to Pebble on their great on their great Kickstarter success. I think it's great. I think it's super smart to get people to pre-order a watch before the Apple Watch comes out. I think that is a stroke of genius. Um, Can't get we'll better press than a twelve million dollar Kickstarter. No, good for them. Uh, we talked last week about how I'm coming to the British Isles and how. Um, and we're going to do an episode in person. We're probably going to do two episodes in person, one in London and one in uh, in Ireland when we're at the UL conference. Uh, but we are um, after probably after we record that episode on March 23rd in London, we're going to do a meetup. Um, and do we know where it's going to be yet, Mike? Um, provided that you were able to get us the location uh, to record i i was then it will be in and around the king's cross area of london um mm. there are a few bars and pubs there we've yet to nail down the exact one that it will be but it will be in that sort of area of central london it's very very accessible if you're coming into london and it will it will be in the evening time uh again like we'll have loads more information as we get a little bit closer but if you want to mark down it will be like after work you know after british work hours are finished Hmm. uh on march the 23rd uh myself and mr jason snell um, we'll be drinking in a pub somewhere, and we would love it if you're available to come and join us. Just calling all British upgradians to mm-hmm. uh, to that. So more information to come, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited about doing uh, upgrade in person too. That should be a lot of fun. It's only a few weeks away. I know, I know. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's three weeks away. We will be doing that. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I, I made my uh, I made another part of my uh, leg of my travel reservations today, so it's all happening. It's uh, that's exciting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, let's see uh, on Twitter. Following up uh, our conversations about moving big files around, mm-hmm. uh, there there was a Twitter user named Ari um, who wrote in. I had to look up again because it was from the Ask Upgrade. Uh, if this, then that thing. Um, Ari says, if both your machines have Thunderbolt, you can link them together that way at 10 times the speed of gigabit Ethernet. And this is absolutely true. I was talking about how I have a gigabit Ethernet Thunderbolt adapter for my laptop. And so I could just plug that in and use gigabit Ethernet to transfer. And several people pointed out, you could also just plug in uh, uh, Thunderbolt and do it that way. And I thought, well, I could put it, I'd have to shut it down and put it in target mode, which I've done in the past, but I'd rather not shut down my, my laptop. And then I had somebody pointing out, well, no, actually you can do, it's essentially like a, a fake network, a null network that uses Thunderbolt as the network and you get the super high speed. So there are lots of ways just using Thunderbolt to transfer files back and forth really fast. Um, my preference to use Gigabit Ethernet is just that my um, that I don't have to shut down my laptop and I can keep using the network on my Mac and it's sort of like nothing. It just is kind of... Uh, it just happens because they're both on the same network. I don't. I don't have to change my Mac's networking settings. I don't have to do anything like that. But yeah, there are lots of ways to do it. You don't actually need to get a an Ethernet adapter if you don't want one, and you've got a, a spare Thunderbolt cable. You can just connect them directly, and it's super fast. So thank you to Ari and everybody else who wrote in about that. Um, Mike's still not going to f- copy his files, though, right? <laughs> Not unless I have to. <laughs> Not unless I have to. That's a, that's a good answer. That's a good can answer. We, can we close the book on this topic? Yeah, that's now? it. 
No, okay. that's it. It's net networking. I, I wanted to talk about networking. It's all about networking protocols, Mike. It's not judging you. Okay. It's about information about interesting ways to move data. All data. It could be could be uh, recipes. It it could be uh, pictures of cats. It doesn't have to be uh, podcast audio files. It could be anything. But can I just tell you, Mike? Mike, just for clarification, we're we're rounding up to uh, episode two hundred and fifty on the Mac Power users, and uh, you're not done talking about networking on Upgrade. Just, just <laughs> no. want to let you know. No, it's going to go forever. <laughs> but it, we 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 just won't. We're taking it out of the context of users of listeners judging um, judging Mike for his data practices. That we've moved beyond that now. They'll judge Mike for various other things. Many, many, many more things. So many other things. So, <laughs> listener, listener, Matt wrote in um, to talk about. Uh, we were we were talking about uh, rumors and um, and rumor reports. And listener Matt wrote in to ask. I, I think it's an interesting question. What motivates people who leak information from inside Apple corporate? Uh, are they being paid? Is it just for the thrill? And what does nine to five Max success say about the current? state of Apple journalism. This is a big cho- topic, and I think maybe we can come back to it at some point. There have always been leaks from inside Apple. There are purposeful leaks, and there are, there are uh, like, from as a, a strategy, and then there are just people who, who leak information. Back in the day, in the old times, when Mac Week was being published... This uh, that that would all that all all that stuff went in Mac Week. Mac Week was the place for this, um, but it faded away. And you know, now Nine to Five Mac does a lot of this. They've got good sources. They've got good connections. They know people. I mean, that's that's really it. Is if it's who you know. Jim Dalrymple knows knows people and will occasionally give a head nod about like, yeah, that, that, yep, that's happening. Um, and Mark Gurman gets like greater greater details. I think Mark Gurman is getting people who are not authorized to speak about this stuff to talk about it because he knows people who want to get it out. Why do they get it out there? If it's not a targeted leak, I would say it's because people who know secrets really want to tell them <laughs> and uh, like feeling powerful and being able to affect the conversation. And I think when it's not something that's my armchair psychology anyway. I think when it's not something that the company actually wants to leak, um, that's how you get it. Is people really are excited about knowing something? I've I feel that pull when I know something that is not widely known, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Wow, I know this really great secret." And there's like that little tickle in the back of your head that's like that's like you could tell somebody the secret, and blow this whole thing wide open, and then you don't do that. But some people I think succumb and they they tell their buddy and they like being the you know, super important source. It makes them feel good about about um, having that special information and being able to get it out there and having that kind of power, even though it may not necessarily be in the best interest of their employer. What about disgruntled employees? Oh, sure. I mean, you can you can often you can often detect that, but that's that's totally a thing that happens. Um, what was the the one that, the one that I really liked was the um, the Verge. I think did a story about Microsoft killing their crazy. Um, it was like a two faced tablet with a pen, and it was this whole courier. concept. Yeah, courier exactly, and that was very clearly um, the people who worked on it who were really mad that they that they got shut down. <laughs> And so they basically said, we're going to leak it and we're going to make everybody go. We're going to make Microsoft look bad by leaking all this information and having Microsoft. uh, Everybody asked Microsoft, why did why did you 
not go ahead with this really cool innovative thing. I mean, you can see the tactical stuff. You also, I think some bad rumors come from people who left Apple, you know, a few months ago, let's say, or, or any company, and they're leaking what they knew at the time. And that may or may not actually be accurate anymore. I think you see some of that too. Don't you think that um, it seems like people in Cupertino and Silicon Valley in general are just more mobile these days? They're getting around at different companies. And when you have that kind of transition, secrets tend to get out as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you move from one place to another. Um, uh, you can drop information about your your old place or you know or maybe you don't feel a, a loyalty to that i think in the end it's motivated though by that same feeling of i know something special and i can feel very special by sharing that with someone instead of just letting it letting it sit there and expire right until everybody knows it you know you know, i want to do something with this information that i've got and leaking it to the press is one one way you can do it um, and speaking of rumors, listener Charlie also, uh, wrote in, uh, we were talking about the Apple car rumors and, and Charlie said, what if, uh, the Apple hires from Tesla were about in-house batteries like Tesla's working on? This would gel with Apple's home kit and their emphasis on solar for their data center centers, or it could be a car, which would be cool. <laughs> and I think given the details, uh, from nine to five Mac, especially of, um, who has been hired at Apple I have a hard time believing all of these people have been hired at Apple to work on, um, you know, batteries and home kit and solar for their data centers. I just, I can't, it's, it's, that seems, it's very creative points for creativity, but I think it's highly unlikely. I, I, so we'll go with option two, which is it could be a car or something car related. And that would be cool too. And I think that's probably what they're working on. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some spinoff benefits, things that, that are unexpected to Apple and to this process that lead to products that we don't, um, you know, that, that, that we don't think they're working on that they don't think they're working on that might emerge. But I think it's, a it's hard to come up with a story. And there have been a couple of reports that have said very much so this is a car project. So I think we have to have to, to call it that, that it's a, it's a car project. Whether it generates a car at the end of it or not, I think it's a car project. Like how the tablet project developed the iPhone. Yes, exactly right. They, they worked on the tablet for a while and then they said this isn't going to go, but we could turn this into a, uh, we could turn this into a phone and then it became the iPhone project. And then they went back to the tablet later. Should we take a quick break? Yes. All the follow has been followed up, and the only follow-out I had was listening to old episodes of Inquisitive with you and Merlin. I'm Michael. So I'm I, I'm done. Let's talk about a friend. This week's episode of Upgrade is brought to you by our friends over at lynda.com. You can invest in yourself and start something new. You can learn some amazing new skills or hobbies or practices over at lynda.com with a free 10-day trial. lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business. You name it they've got it. Whether you want to set yourself some new goals, maybe you have uh, something you still want to achieve from your New Year's resolution list, or maybe you've just had that hobby that you've always wanted to start but have never really gotten around to, lynda.com can help you. They're adding new courses to their library every single week and you'll get unlimited access to every single course that they have. You can view them on your desktop, you can view them on your mobile device like your tablet or your phone with their apps for iOS and Android as well. Maybe you've wanted to 
get into development. Maybe you want to learn how to make your first iOS app. You can learn everything with lynda.com. You can learn the fundamentals of iOS app development. Then you can learn about Swift if you want as well. But then you maybe need to learn a bit about design so you can take courses in Illustrator, for example, and create some lovely vector graphics for your app. And then you want to learn how to promote it and set up your own business. You can learn some marketing skills as well. lynda.com have everything you need to turn your next hobby into a reality, to turn that little side project that you have into an awesome business. Go invest in yourself right now and sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash upgrade. Go ahead, I challenge you to learn something new. Thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting this show, for supporting people in learning things, and supporting all of Relay FM. I neglected to mention that you and Casey talked about cheese. That's There's some follow-out. You talked about cheese. You did a cheese vertical without me, Mike. What is going on? It's not really cheese. We 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 did a processed other type of milk product vertical. Oh, was it? That's right. It was the Velve, Velveeta vertical. Velvertical. Uh-huh. Yeah. That doesn't. That's not cheese. Okay, I don't feel bad now. Okay. Fine. Eat it, Casey. <laughs> he does, and he likes it. Oh. Oh, Casey. 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 Will he ever learn? No. Never. Um, David Sparks, thank you for joining us. You quit your job. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm still getting over it. How long oh, has this been goodness. coming for you? Like, how long was has it been that you actually wanted to do this, like, seriously? The uh, You know, I, I listen to you guys talk about it, and I've listened to other people talk about it over the years, and it's been one of those things where I have um, uh, consciously repressed any thought of doing something crazy like that. So I think I was planning it longer than I realized I was, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it, it's tough because, you know, I hear all these guys saying, oh, you know, I'm sticking it to the man, going out on my own. And, and but Jason Snell was one of the first person I heard that did that, that had a mortgage and kids and, you know, commitments, you know. And, and I think Jason, I told you at breakfast, Jason, you're very inspirational to me in the fact that, you know, you pulled all this off and you've done so well with it. But it really is something that I think I've been thinking about for a long time. And I had kind of a hallelujah moment uh, because, and I wrote this up at Max Sparky, so it's, it's a long explanation if you're really interested. But uh, the thing was at my old firm, I, I had been there over 20 years and I was the guy that they would shoot out of a cannon at a problem. And I got shot out of a cannon in October at a problem. And when I solve the problem. I think I did actually a pretty good job of solving the problem. I looked around and realized that my whole life had been turned upside down in the meantime, that I didn't get another book ship that I had planned on shipping. Um, my own personal or, you know, the clients that are kind of people that I work with were being ignored and it was just, I wasn't happy with that result. And, um, and then it, it all kind of came together very quickly for me. So is it safe to say that like when, when you came out, on the other side of that big project, you kind of reevaluated and saw what what was now most important to you. No, I was. I think I always knew it was most important to me, but I was. Um, I was kind of deluding myself about making a decision. I was thinking it's okay. I can just keep doing this. Yeah, I don't need to worry about it because I can just do it all instead. I haven't got to that. I haven't got to the point yet where I have to make the big tough decision. And um, and that was you know because people have been asking me for years because I I. I produce a lot of stuff at Max Sparky. I do a podcast and I am a lawyer and they're like, I don't understand how you do it all. I mean, I get that email every day. And, um, 
the uh that guy that guy needs to stop emailing you every day yeah he does really, really. <laughs> how does he um, do that just uh, one guy. well he's got i think he has a text expander snippet and yeah. uh and a keyboard maestro uh thing the other, anyway yeah. um so so i'm getting the um so I'm, so I'm getting those emails and i've always said well you know i just i just juggle a lot and i just keep things rolling and i've always felt like i could do it and and I wanted to make sure that I never got to a point where everything was suffering. You know, I mean, you, you know, when you run too fast and you fall on your face, I, I was always a little worried that I, I would go t- too hard at doing too many things that all of it turned to junk. And, um, and but I always felt like I haven't got to that point yet. I, I don't feel like I'm shipping junk. I don't feel like the legal work is bad. I just, I just feel like I'm able to keep up. I can keep doing this. And then what I realized at the end of that last big project was... Oh, I had made my decision. I had already, without even thinking about it, I had dropped Max Sparky and I had dropped kind of my own legal practice side of things. And I had committed myself fully to the firm. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, it's funny when you catch yourself in that moment when you realize you had made a decision without even consciously realizing you were making a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and that upset me because I'm like, well, I knew that big decision was coming. I wanted to spend some time thinking about it. And, uh, why wasn't I informed? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, and and my my I wasn't saying, and I didn't. My immediate reaction to realizing that wasn't say, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I said, I actually spent about a week then saying, okay, well, what are your options? I mean, if you're going to make this decision, where you know, what do you what do you need to consider? I mean, you do have a family, and you do have a kid in college, and you do have you know commitments in your life. And you've got a day job that pays you well and has benefits and all those things. And that's something you have to consider. And then what else do you have on the other side of the table? And so I actually spent quite a bit of time thinking about it. And uh, at the end of the day, decided to to leap. Now, when I made this decision, obviously, I didn't have as much as you mentioned. Like, I really didn't have nowhere near kind of the commitment that you do, um, that both of you did. And even thinking of things like healthcare, right, which is, I know is, a, is a real big sore spot. Um, for people in America making this decision because I don't have to worry about about finding the money to pay for something which apparently is very very expensive to do mm-hmm. um, David are you the kind of person or wait did you in this scenario kind of sit down and open up numbers and like just crunch some stuff over a couple of weeks uh, no in my mind I did have a spreadsheet and and I had thought about all that because healthcare is not insig- not an insignificant cost for our family but not only that, like when you go out on your own as a lawyer, you've got to pay for your malpractice insurance and you've got to, you know, there's all these other expenses you're going to add to your life. And um, I spent a lot of time with the spreadsheet. And the funny thing is it's all just funny numbers to you because you don't know um, what kind of income to expect when you leave a law firm, how many clients are going to come with you, you know, um, how many people are going to continue to buy the Max Sparky field guides? Or if I make more, how many people are going to feel like, you know, that buying one book a year from me makes perfect sense, but buying three books a year from me is silly, and they're not going to do that. I mean, you just don't know. There's all these questions. So I have this spreadsheet that is um, that's probably false in every light, but I had it, and it made me feel better. So I went ahead and made one. But um, but at the end of the day, you leap. I think that's the only way to say it. Yeah, eventually, like there's no amount of preparation you can do to stop you needing to do that. Like at a certain point, you have to make that jump. You have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter how much you prepare, you, you're still kind of leaping. Yeah. But you know what? It's exhilarating. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I, what's funny, I mean, for me, I was everything I was doing was mixed together. 
So it was the, the stuff I was getting paid for, and then there was podcasting and things like that. And it was all kind of, uh, it was all in the same pool of people. And my podcasts were not about technology, but they were a lot of the same people and, 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 and in the same world. And I think one of the interesting differences with you, David, is that you've got your kind of law community, and then you've got the technology people. And what always struck me when I talk to you about this is in your law life, um, nobody under no, nobody understands you, right? That that um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I was to say at MacWorld, I'm thinking of going out on my own and starting my own site and starting my own tech podcast, people are like, oh, I get it. But if you know, for you, what you everything you did, Mac Power Users and Mac Sparky and the field guides, um, all of that stuff was just kind of a weird footnote of curiosity into everybody, all of your colleagues who are in the legal profession, right? It's a, a source of mocking is what it is, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 a lot of the people on the legal side, for years, frankly, I kept it all kind of on the down low. I just, I had this like horror story of walking in a um, deposition and having opposing counsel saying, well, Max Sparky, are you going to object to this or, you know, something <laughs> like that. And, um, and then, um, but as kind of the brand and the stuff I did grew, um, I found I got so much satisfaction out of it. I mean, people recognize me in restaurants sometimes when I go in about the Max Sparky stuff I do, not the lawyer stuff I do. And I started to become a lot less um, hesitant to take advantage of it. In fact, with the new law practice I'm doing, I just broke down the wall. And, and on my legal website, it has links to my books and explains that how I use technology to help my clients. And um, so I, I've kind of gone the full circle on it. But I can tell you when I am... Um, with the people I was working with, I'm not sure ever really understood it. And when I told them I was leaving, it was, they were completely flummoxed. They didn't know what to think about this because, you know, they're looking at my clients, which are great clients, but not many of them are the type that are going to be filing a lot of big expensive lawsuits. And they're trying to wonder how I'm going to pay my rent, you know? And, uh, so it was, it was kind of interesting and I'm not sure that that bridge ever got fully built. <laughs> they're kind of just like, Oh no, David's gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I no. think that was, yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to summarize it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done it very publicly. So, you know, if I fail at this, it's going to be a great story for all mm. those people out there. <laughs> so you you mentioned about like the fact that you had your clients. So, I mean, because this might just be something that I'm misunderstanding about the way this stuff works. You kind of had your own law clients prior to doing this anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm really, they, they all, I worked at that firm for over 20 years. So um, at the firm, I would work on what we would call the firm clients, which were the people that were referred to some other attorney or were already existing in the firm before me. And then I had kind of my stable of clients, which were the people that I had met and had hired me specifically and who I was uh, specifically responsible for. And, and the people I worked with were, you know, really nice people. And it was not a bad, like, parting if that makes any sense. And I always knew that they wouldn't have any problem with the clients that were, you know, my clients would leave with me. But my point was I didn't have enough time to take care of those people because I was so busy dealing with some of the other stuff going on. Right. So now that you are not 
so so what's your life like now? Now now you're not doing the firm anymore, but you still have a lot of practice and and uh, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And and you're right, your your website makes it very clear that technology is something that you're you're interested in. You're completely out of the closet as a guy who likes technology now. It's crazy. And um but you're also so you're doing that and then you're also planning on doing more with Max Barkey and the field guides, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my goal is I'm not looking to grow some massively, you know, huge law practice. I'm not looking to grow to where I hire a bunch of people. I want to kind of have a control over that where I deal with the people I like and do the kind of work I like for them. And I have enough time to do that and run the Max Barkey publishing side of my life. And because I'm such a nerd, I think it's going to work out. I mean, I was a little worried, I have to admit, for the first week or so because I spent so much time getting all the admin back end of setting up a, an independent law practice. I'm going like, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? This is, I don't have time for Max Barkey, you know. And But, of course, it's going to take two or three weeks to kind of get that all settled, where in my mind it was only going to take a day. And, um, right. And that's all settling now, and I'm starting to see benefits of it. I mean, like today, I've, we're recording this at 11. I've already spent about three hours working on client problems this morning, and I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do a Mac Power Users podcast this afternoon, and tonight I'm going to eat dinner with my family. So I, I'm already heading the right direction. There is this funny thing, though, that I've come into contact with recently, is like now... I feel like I don't have any time anymore, and I don't know how that's possible <laughs> <laughs> because I did it all before. So now, what's going on? And you, it's this kind of this weird. I wonder if you feel this way, Jason. You end up to the point where it's like I've managed to fill this time really, yeah. really fast. My well, I the way I think of it sometimes is that my time is now very flexible, which is great. But it also means flexible means that it can be anything. And unless you block things out, it will be anything and everything. And so that's that for me, that's the that's the challenge is um, marking off time to do specific things, because if you can do anything, then um, not only is that hard to decide what you want to do, but it makes it hard to get away from it. And so, you know, being able my wife and I have been talking about how um we start putting things on the calendar like game family game night is on the calendar and we're we're going to like calendar our dinners and what the food's going to be and things like that which on one level seems insane like it's insanely scheduled but what i would say is our our so much of my time especially and um is uh super flexible that it really actually adds structure and and it's helpful to add structure to that to that schedule. So for me, that's what it is. is I can literally work on anything anytime and it it takes a really different mindset whereas before, I'd get on the bus and I'd come home. And then I might do some work when I was at home, but th- there was just a huge there was a transition point. I was not at the office anymore. I was not working on things and then I was home. And now it's just sort of like I could do anything anytime. I could I could watch a movie in the middle of the day and then write stories at two in the morning if I wanted to and nobody would care except my family who would hate me because I would not be on their time schedule anymore. Yeah, and I'm adjusting to that as well, Jason. For instance, uh, I am a proponent of deferring email because I've just got too many things going on. And for the longest time, I had these defer boxes and sane box where I would have a Saturday 
um, box that was on my Max Sparky site. And as stuff came in during the week and I'm busy dealing with the day job, I would drop emails into Saturday. And then on Saturday morning, I'd get flooded with all these emails I need to deal with. Um, I don't need a Saturday box anymore. You know, I, I need maybe a two-day box, but I don't need right. a Saturday box because I may be doing right. the Max Sparky stuff on Wednesday. And on the legal side, it's the same thing. I had a Monday box, and now I don't need a Monday box anymore because it's my own thing. I can deal with it on Sunday or whenever. And and it is very easy to fall into the trap of just just filling that, that time like it's an infinite vessel again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I am still figuring that out. In fact, some of the best advice I've got, and um, it's kind of amazing how much – positive advice and support I've got since I announced this. Uh, thanks partly to you guys, I think, because when you talked about it on your show a few weeks ago. But uh, I got an email from a, an attorney who had been, who did this 20 years ago, and the best advice he says is just be careful about where you say yes. Because when you start out, you're going to want to say yes to everybody, and you're going to get yourself in the same problem you had before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm there. I'm there right now. But, but what I keep telling myself is, I'm saying yes to a lot of things right now because I want to experience them and then make some judgments about what the things are that I'm going to I'm going to say no to. So I'm saying yes to more things than I probably should. Projects like I'm working on a uh, I'm working on an ebook. I'm working on a, a um, wire cutter project. I'm working on a weekly column that's gonna maybe debut this week. Um, and another weekly column that I'm already doing and, you know, are, are these too many things? Probably, but, um, I, I feel like I, I want to try them all now and then I will make some decisions rather than I have a hard time saying no to something that I do want to try and, uh, don't know whether it's going to be something I want to do in the long term. I, um, although I have reached that point now where I'm so saturated that if there was another opportunity that came on, I would say, can we wait until after I finish this book <laughs> to do that? Um, but it, uh, you can expand to fill the space. It's amazing how that happens. Quickly. Well, it, it is, it's already, I'm already starting to see that. And, um, and I'm also kind of in the honeymoon phase with this stuff. It's, it's so great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just being able to, wake up in the morning and answer all your email at your iPad not have it to put on a suit and tie. I mean, you know how much faster mm. I get my work done in the morning, the legal side when I don't have to, <laughs> you know, get, get dressed up and then drive a half hour and then deal with the initial, everybody walking in your office in the morning to, to gossip and talk and then making, you know, all this stuff just goes out the window. Now I can wake up, make some tea and start working. And, um, I, I'm still wrapping my head around it. The the suit and tie thing, um, Mike. Did you have to dress up like that at yeah, the I bank? Did, yeah, yeah, I did. Wow. See, so okay. Here's the, that's the one thing where I have no frame of reference. I uh, so the story is I went and had lunch last week with a couple of my old colleagues from IDG, um, and it was my first time back in the building since I left, uh, which was weird, um, and I was thinking about uh, what I was going to wear. To, to to this to this meeting and I thought and in fact I ran into somebody who lives in my town who I who I used to work with at IDG who said who said to me what I had been thinking which was I'm surprised you're not wearing a baseball cap and shorts and um, sandals <laughs> and just like super like I don't have a job anymore and I said you know I thought about that but I was worried that it was gonna gonna come across as wow he's really given up this is so sad so instead. <laughs> 
not even thinking of what I was doing, I thought, well, I'll wear, you know, I'll I'll take a shower in the morning and I'll shave and I'll and I'll put on decent clothes and I'll go. And in, in the end, I was standing in the hallway on the sixth floor at IDG wearing my work clothes from IDG. It was a shirt that I always wore to work. It was, yes, because I didn't have a dress code, uh, w- one of my little hoodies, uh, you know, jeans. Uh, I looked exactly like I did six months before when oh, I had, work- ha- had worked there. I had put on the uniform. Yeah. Um, but I-, I considered looking like a like a- an even greater slob than I already am. Um, but I was I was afraid it would be taken the wrong way, which is oh, did you see him? He didn't even shave. So sad. He, you know? And so he I was like, nope. I'm just times. gonna look. I'm just gonna look exactly like I did. But I didn't even realize it until I got there that I was essentially wearing the uniform. Um, but I I I um, suit and tie. I can't even imagine. So I salute you for all of your years of service, both of you wearing fancy clothes like that. I uh, well, I don't think I could do it. Well, I, I still have to do it on occasion, you know, and um, and that's another thing I'm learning. It's now when you need to visit somebody and do that versus every day as part of the grind, right? Exactly. And and I'm like, I'm learning to like lump my offsite meetings together. Like, you know, one of the things I've always felt like um, lawyers make such a big deal about client meetings and clients have to get up and drive over there. So with a lot of my clients, I do the ones that, you know, give me regular business. I just drive and meet them at their office once a month. right? And so I try to lump those into, you know, one day a week where I make those visits and then I, then I don't have to do it every day. And, you know, I'm I'm still figuring so much of this out. It's, it's actually kind of fun, you know, um, having done the same thing for so long as, as a workflow process guy, I'm having a lot of fun just kind of like saying, you know, I have a blank slate. I was talking to Merlin Mann about this, speaking of Merlin and, and he says, you know, how many times in your life are you going to have a chance to start making new habits from scratch like this? He says, be really Mm. careful as you start setting them up. And he's totally right. I mean, I'm, I'm really considering things as I go through my day. Does that sound hippie enough? No, I like it. I like it. No, it's good. Let's all put on our sandals and grow our hair long and join hands and sing. Um, It's great. David, it's great. You and I have talked in our our little breakfast. So my my, uh, wife's parents live not too far from where David lives. And and so every time we're passing through there, uh, we try to get get a meal together. You know, usually it's breakfast. It's not always. Sometimes it's lunch. Our schedules are more flexible now, so it could really be any time. We could eat at three in the afternoon if we wanted to, but who does that? Those are crazy people. Yeah, my, my employer has a very liberal policy <laughs> yep. for Jason Mine Snow too. meetings. Mine too. Um, and so we've been talking about this for a while, uh, about my dissatisfaction with my job and David's dissatisfaction for his job and our excitement about these other projects that we're working on that we'd like to do more about. And those were always really good uh, for me when I was still thinking about this. They were really good uh, talking to somebody who was dealing with a lot of the same things and kind of working through this. And it's really nice to, to see that we both uh, come out the other side of that. And so I'm really excited for you. I'm excited that you're you're able to have your clients and do your law practice and integrate it more fully with, I mean, it's never going to be completely integrated in a way that sort of my, mine is because they're very different jobs, but they're more part of a whole now for you than they were before. And I think getting more Max Sparky and getting more uh, field guides and other stuff from you in the bargain is really good for those of us who are who always understood the tech nerd side of you. So I think it's really awesome that you're doing this. I was able to publish a, a video field guide yesterday, and the um, I got so many emails from people saying, "Oh, if this is what it means, you're quitting your job. We're going to get more of these. Then I'm all in." And <laughs> you know that felt so good. 
hearing that from people. Um, it's really great. What is that? Awesome. What is that guide? Tell people what the guide oh, is. Oh, it's um, it's on a workflow. You know, the app for it's called Workflow. It's an app for the iOS, uh, iPad, and iPhone, and it's Automator. Basically, it's Automator for iOS. I don't have any idea how they ever um, got that through at Apple. I think they must have like naked pictures of somebody at Apple very high up because <laughs> it got approved, and and it, it's Automator on iOS. I mean, it is amazing. And the more time you spend with the app, the more you realize you can like. Build it's basically an app building platform for geeks, but not app developers. So I can say, you know, go in this application and take a picture, and then go in this application and send a message, and blah 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 blah. And I did a video; it's an hour long video where you go through and kind of describe how it works. And um, and that's that's possible because I wasn't grinding away in a suit and tie every day for the last three weeks. It's mm. awesome. That's good for us. I hope it. Uh, yeah, it's good for you. I think it's going to be good for your oh, life that's great. too. I, yeah. I think so. I mean, you know, it's um, it's definitely um, where I need to be, and I just need to now make sure I can execute and make it happen where I can stay with this. Yeah, and I, I think I will. Awesome, Mike. Uh, is it time to listen to uh, you tell us about another good friend of us? Of course, it friend is friend of the show. I anticipate. I predict that. Uh, this might be uh, a friend we'll actually like. <laughs> we like them all, Jason, but this one is an it makes an internet that we'll actually like. <laughs> oh, He's... you're right. You're right. We do like we actually do like them all. But this one, I, I. But you know what? I don't like Mike. I don't like intranets. I think intranets are bad. Every intranet I've ever used has been bad. What can I do? What can I do? Well, Jason, so let me tell you about Igloo. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Yes. With Igloo, you can share news, organize your files, coordinate calendars, and manage your projects all in one place. Mr. Jason Snell, it's a fantastic way for mm. you and your team to work together and socialize together, too. Is, is my cat on my team? If my you cat may be on my team. All right. You can set it all up, and your cat can use your their iPhone 6 or 6 Plus or any device <laughs> that they want to use because Igloo's internet works on any device. They have a responsive design-built internet platform. It works all within any web browser you can get your hands on. So you can do anything from reading a document to managing your tasks or sharing a photo of your lunch to maybe even administrative tasks like managing your settings. You can do this wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want with Igloo. Igloo's latest upgrade, Viking, revolves around documents and how you interact with them, gather feedback, and make changes. They have further beefed up their HTML5 document preview engine. This can be viewed again on any platform you can get your hands on, and this ensures that everyone is always up to date with the latest version as it lives in the intranet platform itself. They've even added the ability to track who has read critical information to make sure that everyone's on the same page. This could be really useful for things like, you know, if you need Bob in accounts to see the document that they need, or maybe you need, like, to make sure that everybody has looked at a specific legal document or a training document, you know, because you've got some sort of mm. thing that you have to complete in your company, in, in big companies, even in small companies. This stuff pops up all the time. And this is a great way to find that information out without having to bother everyone constantly, like sending a all-hands email to make sure everybody's oh, read the training materials. Those are the worst. The worst. <laughs> you, could, you could just check it yourself. Best of all, Igloo's platform is totally customizable. You can choose how you want it to look and function however you want, and these changes can uh, also be set for certain groups. And of course, you know, harkening back to earlier, wherever you make these changes, they're going to look the same on all platforms. 
If your company has a legacy intranet that looks like it was built in the 90s, or if you hate the intranet platform like Jason that you're currently using, you should be giving Igloo a try. Igloo is free to use of up to 10 people, and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com upgrade. Thank you so much to Igloo for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. I want to specify, I believe it's free for use of up to 10 people and unlimited cats. As many cats as you can stuff into the, into the Igloo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they might get chilly, but you can do it. They'd be very cold cats, but they, they could do it. Merlin came online while you were reading that. Mm. I just, I he's out there, listening. He he may be. Uh, it's it's, it's entirely possible. Merlin is always li- Merlin's always with us. Is what I want to say. <laughs> he's always with us. He's always um, in my head. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's it, it's it, funny because so I, I told him we had a little phone conversation. I said, you know, I want to thank you because I think you know listening to you on Back to Work and all the all the nice things he's said at, over the years that have all the great me. shows. And uh, and he said, uh, he says, I don't want any responsibility for this. <laughs> and I got thinking, you know, he, he must feel a little bit of an emotional weight because all these nerds out there like me are making big tra- changes in their life, sometimes based on some of the advice they've received from him. And it's like, I don't want to be responsible for that. I can I can get that. Yeah, that's 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 a big uh, that could be seen as a big burden to have, but. I guess if you if you really believe in it, then you know, then then you're probably happy. Yeah. I'm sure he's happy that people are doing this stuff, but maybe we shouldn't, you know, all lay it on him, especially if it no. you know, doesn't work out. So, um, you want to talk about uh, the Apple event next week? Yes. Uh, so Jason Snell, uh, explain to me uh, how this occurs for you. I, I I think I probably ask this sort of stuff of you every time, but I'm always really yeah. interested. Um, do you when you get these invites, as you have been invited, which uh, which makes me very happy. I'm sure it makes you even happier. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have some sort of special notification system? Federico was telling me about how uh, he's setting up like a hue light and he might have it go like red if some news pops up or something like that. Uh, How does this stuff happen for you? Do you just see it in your email like any other old email? You know, I used to have a I used to have a notification and I I should check and see if I could set that up again. I used to have a notification where... um, if I got an email from Apple, I got a uh, a notification on my phone that it would just say the Apple email with a special sound. It was like just like how when anybody from Apple switchboard calls me, um, my I have a custom ringtone. I have a, a contact that's just Apple, and um, it's that it's their standard number. Every number from within Apple, every call you get is from this the same number. Are you willing it's to the share the custom number. ringtone? Like what what is it? Oh well, it's it's a stock ringtone. Oh, okay. It's not. It, it's it's nothing. It's nothing special. Let me see if I can find it here. But the point is, I know when they're calling me, but I don't know when I get those emails. And so when I'm um, when I'm trying to uh, uh, wait for a, a a phone call, or I, I I'm okay. But if I'm waiting for an email, I I've lost that. And so I actually got the first I got of it this time was somebody said. Oh, Apple event. Uh, I saw something on Twitter and I immediately flipped over into my email and I and it was indeed there. Let's see. <laughs> that's the that, one you use. Uh, yeah, that's if Apple's <laughs> calling, the red alert goes off. Um, that it makes me laugh every time and then I have to 
compose myself and answer uh, whoever from Apple is calling me. Uh, but I should do that for email too because I don't I don't have a red red lights don't go off. There isn't a siren when uh, something from RSVP Apple events <laughs> at apple.com comes in. And I probably should, although it doesn't really matter other than to write a story saying, hey, there's an Apple event. So it's a good reminder. I need to put that back in practice. I was using, uh, what was it? There, there, was a, there was an app that you could basically forward a message to this address and then the app would uh, get that and ping a custom notification on your phone. And I don't think I have that app turned on anymore. Or it was forwarding. It was probably forwarding from my Macworld address. And so when I when that got shut off, um, I lost that Apple alert. I should put that back. There are probably a bunch of those things, like uh, like Boxcar. Is yeah, that was using Boxcar. That's what I was using. Right. Yeah, I should I should set that up again. And Joe Steele in the chat room quite rightly points out that Chris Breen should just now start prank calling me just for fun from oh. the Apple switchboard. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Hello, hello. Oh, it's just me. How you doing? I'm having a sandwich. Talk to you later. <laughs> Breen. Or just laugh maniacally and hang up. So the, what happens is the email comes in and it says, um, it says, please respond to this address uh, if you can make it. And I respond immediately and I say, yes, I'll be there. Th- you know, thanks for inviting me and I look forward to seeing you. Um, and this time I did that and I got a response back from the PR person who was patrolling that account saying, look forward to seeing you next uh, next Monday. And um, and then, you know, never fails. Like a couple hours later, I got a phone call from somebody at Apple burp, 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 saying, hey, you probably already responded to the email, but um, I would like to in person uh, make sure that you're coming. I say, yes, I am also coming. Oh, so wow. you sort of double RSVP and that that uh, that venue is not too huge. And, you know, they want to get the numbers right. They wanna, get the, they get the white glove treatment for Mr. Snell over here. I think that's that's no different than it was before. I think that's the uh, I think that's what they do. They really want to make sure that you're going to be there and know if you're not going to be there. Yeah, because I guess if you just say, yeah, I'll be there, but it's like as a wasted space if you don't turn up, right? Exactly. And they want to fill exactly every right. seat, I'm sure. They they totally do. So I'll you know I'll be there, and then we, we we will need to figure out when I'll be able to talk to you afterward. I've already cleared my schedule for that day, so All right, it could be good. anytime. All right. It's great for us. A Monday event. Whoa. Upgrade's going to be right there at the scene. We have Jason Snow reporting live. You can bring Tim on the show. You can just... Upgrade is on the cutting edge. So Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll ask Tim. I'll ask Tim uh whether he can come on or not. He's he's a busy guy though. So I'm interested okay. to hear from both of you. Um I mean, the obvious I assume is that we're going to hear about the Apple Watch, but um I know that Jason me and you had spoken about this before. And I believe that the stance that that you had, uh, if I remember correctly, was that you didn't think that they would have an event just for the watch. Yeah. Yep. That's what I said. So do you think that this is just the watch or do you think that they're going to have other things? And we had uh, Jason via Twitter, a different Jason. Yeah. Jason um, Martin. Right. Asking, you know, do we think that there's going to be any other announcements? Maybe the elusive MacBook Air, maybe a big iPad. Um could be could be anything i suppose you know my gut feeling is that this is going to be all about apple watch and that not that they won't make some other announcements but i doubt it will be anything huge um i'd love to be wrong i would i would love for the you know that rumored retina macbook air or something to be dropped as a part of this that would be awesome but my gut feeling is that this is 
you know, it's six months to the day from the announcement of the Apple Watch. <laughs> and I think they're going, they need to remind everybody. Uh, and they've got six months more information about what the product actually is and how it actually works and more things that they can demo and uh, third-party developers that they can highlight. And so I think the bulk of it is still going to be about the Apple Watch because they really want to hit this one out of the park. And... Um, oh, I learned things about how Cricket works. So ch- check this out, Mike. I, they they really want this one to go for six. Okay. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Cricket? Okay. Um, they they want to... I always feel bad when people use baseball metaphors with people who aren't um, from baseball countries because they make they make no sense. So hit it out of the park, Mike. Uh, I'll explain later what that means. So um, they, they want to spend a lot of time on this. And uh, uh, so I think they will. and Because, you know, six months ago, they didn't know. They didn't know what the battery life was going to be. They didn't really know what the third-party apps were going to be. They didn't really know what their apps were probably going to be and how they were going to work. And I think all of that's been fine-tuned. And the fact was, that was six months ago. So there's this general buzz about the Apple Watch. But as I found out when Dan and I wrote that Apple Watch FAQ for six colors, um, people don't remember. I mean, people don't remember. It was a long time ago. And in our audience is people who are like really into Apple stuff. And still, it's like you tune it out. It's so far away. It's not It's not real. In September, it was not real. Now it's going to be real. And, and, and there's way more information to be to be told about it. And they don't want to blow their chance to make this impression. So I think... Uh, you know, I think it's going to be largely about the Apple Watch. But yeah, I would imagine that they'll throw some other stuff in, probably, just because they're going to have the press there. And so why not? What about um, the music streaming service? Do you think it's too early to hear anything about that? I, I you know, The rumors are that they're still really working on it. So um, I would I would expect that later. But you never know. I mean, they may give some updates, right? They might give a Beats update. And say what's going on with Beats. We can wait for the full iPod event, right? They're still going to have that in the fall, the iPod event? Anyone? iPod event? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or entertainment event, I guess, is sort of what it is now. Yeah. And you, you put some stuff in there. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Do, do you think that the watch is going to get new features or something new that we didn't see at the first unveiling? You know, Brian Chen in the New York Times wrote a thing that obviously was fed by somebody at Apple that talks about how they're going to have a new feature that is a... Um, uh, it's like reserve uh, mode or something? A, yeah, yeah, it's a watch face that a watch face that's on so that you can see the... Basically, before they were going to say it, the, the screen is off unless you lift your, you know, you lift your wrist and then it turns on and you can see the time. And it sounds like they are trying to make it so that uh, that screen can be on more um, without having... Uh, battery severe battery problems so there's some sort of like super low power mode where they are going to show you the time but it's not going to have you know the rest of the features until something else happens and that's like a that could just be a software detail that is some of the energy energy saving that they've done in order to get the battery life where they want it to be Um, but with the way brian chen put it that's like a feature now and so they'll probably talk about that and say well let me explain how this works and how we can show you the time and still stay you know alive for a day and uh, so I do think there will be some stuff like that where maybe not like a new whole new feature that opens up a whole new direction for the for the watch that we didn't have before. But more like as we were building this thing, we realized we needed to do this. 
And they may not phrase it that way, but I think in six months' time, that's what you're going to see is the fruits of six months of pushing this thing across the finish line and having um, made some decisions that might lead to some features that they didn't talk about before. Because there were there was stuff where they were pretty hazy, and there's probably some stuff that was a little bit pie in the sky that they're going to have to rein in and say, well, actually, this is going to how it, this is going to be how it works now. Now that we know. Because now it's a real product, I think that that's if if Tim Cook says it's coming out in April, I mean it's got to be real now. They got to be making them, and uh, that was not the case six months ago. They were not real. <laughs> They've also also there've been what a, they, I think one reports at like a thousand. There are a lot of Apple employees wearing these watches, so um, that informs development too. I think that there are so many different people wearing these things, and presumably um, having different experiences with them that feed into how they tweak the. The, the the software and uh we'll see that too so i, I you know there's a lot more they, they could fill an entire event with it there's no doubt about it and i think they will fill most of the event with it but um hopefully we'll see some other stuff too just because i like some diversity in my uh apple product announcements i'm curious to see how deep they go on the battery life question because i think that's mm. going to be a real big deal and um my guess is they're going to say oh it's great you know just charge it every night and you'll be fine and they're not going to tell you much more than that I think if that's what they do say, that's that speaks more than the actual numbers. <laughs> like if they don't give numbers, I think that that will say more than the numbers would say. You know, like if they if they just don't say, oh, it's it's a eight hour battery life or whatever, which they kind of do for every other product, it would, would maybe say to me that it's not perfect. I think they're going to talk about it. I think they have to. They have to. And, they have to. And I think they'll have a story to tell. And again, <laughs> what that story is and how they tell it will be uh, interesting. Because the way they told it um, in September was really much like, at the end of the day, you'll plug it in and it will charge overnight, which didn't really say anything about what the battery life is going to be. And they didn't know. And now they're going to know. So they'll tell the story. And the story may be, well, we've got this amazing low power mode. And if you don't use it too much, then uh, you can get through a day. Or they may say, oh, yeah, you can get through an entire day, no problem. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. But I do think they will absolutely address it. Because how could they not? They have to. I'm really interested to see um, what the charging cables are going to cost for this thing. So I think there's a potential to be a bit more of a blowback about the. And there always is, right? You know, like when they, whenever they introduce some sort of change, which means new cables, there's always a, an issue. But I think with a device that, admittedly, potentially from Apple's perspective, what you need to charge every single day. I wonder how people are going to feel because I also look at those charging cables and be like, that's probably going to be more expensive than a than a lightning cable. Hmm. And so I'm I'm really interested to see how that how that goes. I think it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh, too hard to maybe put an extra one in the in the box, but who knows? I'm sure you, you get like twelve with the addition. Uh, I, I'm just interested to see how that unfolds as well. Because it's it's going to be a little bit more of a, a the whole battery life thing. Anything related to power and battery in this device, I think, is going to be a bit of a sticky situation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, I love it when Apple does something new because we get to see them do things that are unanticipated, and I think that's what we're going to get some of now. But you know, I would love for there to be Mac announcements. <laughs> I would love for there to be new Mac announcements. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that there will be Mac announcements that are done by press release and with a note on stage saying, oh, we have this new thing today. But I think it's more likely that those will come later. That if there's a new MacBook Air, for example, that it'll just come later. 
and that they'll they, they don't want to divert people from the main message here i don't think this is going to be one of those sort of smorgasbord apple events where they've got a whole bunch of different things but you never know that's just you know my gut feeling is it's timed too perfectly for yeah um for the watch launch we should, so we should say as well like saying about timed perfectly monday is when daylight savings time uh ends right is that when it ends or goes into effect i can never get it wrong yeah, it's uh, it, if and uh, no starts begins daylight saving begins there you and go. we'll go for go to daylight time. So that's the, that's two, the two reason that they've set it for Monday. It's just because it's just you know. It's the, I don't know. It's, oh, it's too perfect, Jason. They they never do events on Mondays. It's it's time. It's all time related. They may just have that. You know, they may just have that as a day that they could they could book the theater. But it doesn't matter. It's close enough that it that it it doesn't really matter. That's. They're they're gonna get it. We'll all be, uh, we'll all will we be sleepier or we'll be, no, we'll be we'll be well rested because we uh, move the clock forward. So we gain. Is that right? I think I you got it know. wrong. I think we we lose an hour. Oh, we lose an hour, right? Because it'll go from two a.m. to three a.m. So we'll all be yeah. yeah, we'll all be sleepy, basically. Yeah. Yay. It's gonna be fun. I think they're going to put on a good show, and um, I think we will get some surprises about the watch builds themselves and the straps. Mm. And I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I think they're going to have a couple surprises up their sleeve. There's so much uncertainty about the details of this thing. So the more details we get, the better for everybody. I think. I think that is why the event that this next event is so important because there are so many tangible details that we have absolutely no idea at the moment just guess like we 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 don't even know how much it costs like we we literally have no idea because it says start, starts at 349 but for what you know like yeah. do you even get a strap like no it's we, on a string at that point yeah we we don't know anything one of the things <laughs> that i was starting to become concerned about was uh international availability uh because i saw somebody tweet and i took a look on the us page it says uh, like coming in April, in April, and in many European pages, it says coming in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of noticed this recently. But Tim Cook's been doing this very peculiar uh, European press tour at the moment. He's he's flying all over Europe right now, and he's 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 visiting visiting many Apple stores. He visited the Apple store that I gave my talk in the day after. I was heartbroken, Jason. Uh, and I, I, you know, reading like he walked into like Telegraph had an interview with him. Apparently, he like walks into the Apple Store and all the employees didn't know he was coming. And then there's like this big applause and stuff. He's been taking selfies of all the stuff. But anyway, it seems like there's been a lot of questions asked of him. And from what it seems from reports that are coming out, it's like it will be available in April uh, internationally. But what it, what we might see is start of April in the US, end of April in Europe. But it's it's just interesting. This 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 is it is very interesting to see him going around at the moment, uh, and for what well, doesn't really seem to be any specific reason, but he seems to be visiting lots of places. Just a goodwill tour. Yeah. <laughs> seems like I, it. Availability is fascinating to me also because everybody has been saying, and Tim Tim Cook said it's coming out in April. Well, traditionally, if you have the um, Apple event. One week, the following Friday, of the, the the Friday of the following week is when the product is released, but that's March twentieth. 
So there's a great mystery here about when this product's actually going to be released because are they doing this with a month's run-up? Is it going to come out earlier than than expected? Are they going to do an event on the 9th and say you can all buy this on the 3rd? Or is it going to be you can all buy this starting tomorrow, uh, you know, order it, but you won't get it until the beginning of April? I, I don't know. And pre-ordering seems really difficult. But maybe there's so many infrastructure changes that Apple have to make. They can't start making them until they announce. Like, for example, let's say that they do need to do some stuff to the retail stores ahead of the product launch. They need a bit of a runway to start doing that, and they probably shouldn't start doing it until they've actually announced a release date for the product. That would be my guess. Well, also, when you think in the past, they always have that very short period between the big unveiling and putting it for sale because they've already got devices for sale and they, they know nobody's going to buy an iPhone as soon as that announcement's done for the next, you know, until they release a new one. Uh, in this case, you don't have that that holding you back. I mean, you can't go out and buy the current Apple Watch. So if it takes them a month to put it in the store, that's just going to give it a month to, to build up excitement and and give Jason more time to write up the FAQ for Six Colors. Yeah, especially since I'm going to Europe for two weeks right as this is all happening. I, I'm wondering about that, but there's nothing I can do. Every time I make a, a trip plan, I have that moment of like, oh, Apple could completely destroy this by releasing a product right in the middle of it. But there's nothing you can do. You just have to just, you can't, you got to live your life and uh, let, and that's why I wrote the original iPhone review from inside a, uh, uh, a tent in the forest because <laughs> that's when the iPhone came out during my summer vacation. That's just how it was. So we'll see. I look forward to asking you the time when you're in, when you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a lot. Um, I think we've reached hashtag ask upgrade, Mike this week. Hashtag ask upgrade is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. Is it not? It is indeed the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. That is Squarespace. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code UPGRADE at checkout. When it comes to finding a self for your place online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace because they build it beautiful. They give you all of the power that you need to make something amazing. They give you a fantastic looking, fantastic functioning platform that you're able to get your ideas out into the world of a Squarespace website. They have beautiful templates that you can choose from. They full all feature responsive web design right out of the box. They're going to look fantastic everywhere. And over the many years that Squarespace have been doing this and over the many millions of websites that they power on the web they have taken everything that they have learned to continue making their platform even better they have new things like the cover page that allows you to create a single page squarespace website it's going to be really fantastic for just splash pages maybe you want to have like a a website that just has links to everything else that you do or maybe you just want an intro to a website maybe you have a new product that you want to announce or, or push to people when they come to your website you can do all of that with a cover page they have fantastic integrations with Google Apps. They can help you get all of that sort of stuff stuff set out because they can give you domain names as well. If, like, if you sign up for an annual plan with Squarespace, you'll get a free domain name and you can help you set up uh, Google Apps with that as well. They've also partnered with Getty Images to provide you on a great deal of awesome photography. So you want stock photos, great imagery to show on your Squarespace website. They will cost you just $10 an image. I love Squarespace's platform, the way that you build pages. It's all WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So you're able to click and drag around elements on the sites. You're able to very easily change fonts and change colors, and you see it 
update live in front of you. So you see exactly what your website is going to look like. And when you're happy with the changes that you've made, you just go ahead and publish it. One of the great things about their new platform, Squarespace 7, is you edit the content within the view of the website. So if you're on your website and you see an error, you're able to click in and just change it. That's so powerful. It's so fantastic. It's like nothing else out there. Squarespace have fantastic 24-7 support with live chat and email. They're able to help you any time of the day or night with their teams located in New York, Dublin and Portland. If you want to sell physical or digital goods with your Squarespace site, they have their commerce platform that allows you to do that. I love Squarespace. I've used them for years. If you like the sound of what I'm saying, you should go and sign up for a free trial right now by going to squarespace.com. There's no credit card required to do this. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code UPGRADE it's going to get you 10% off your first purchase. It will also show your support for this show. Thank you so much to Squarespace for helping us out at Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, first question. And, and uh, David, you are now part of Ask Upgrade, so get ready. Um, it's not really a quiz. Uh, listener Chris wrote in to say, what's your Altos Adventure high score? Are you playing Altos Adventure, anybody? I oh, love man. this game. So, I love it so much. On on Virtual, which is the show that I do with Federico Vitici, all about video mm. games, we uh, interviewed one of the creators of Alto's Adventure last week. So I'm looking at my Game Center uh, high scoreboard right now. Uh, Serenity Caldwell, 190,000. John Syracuse, 101,000. Michael Hurley. I, Michael Hurley, 84,654. Amazing. I, mine is like 41,000. I'm way behind on you guys. But I feel like I'm good at this game and getting better all the time, which is usually, usually I play these games and I enjoy them, but then I feel like I've plateaued and I'm not really as good as anybody else and I'm not getting any better. And then I sort of give up after a while. But with this one, I feel like I'm still getting better at it and I'm making breakthroughs all the time. Um, and I love it. I just, I love everything about it. I love how it looks. I love uh, how it feels almost restful i i don't feel stressed when i'm playing it in the way that when i would get to 200 and crossy road i would freak out because i would be afraid to tap something wrong and ruin my thing um i just i feel like uh it's cool i'm just going down a mountain whatever uh i don't know it's it's remarkable uh, so i'm loving it yeah. i am with i'm with you jason i love this app this game so much i i've haven't taken to a game like this one in a long time i can now regularly get to a second elder but that's still not yeah. very high I, th I think i'm in like the 30 to forty thousand range and um but man i like it I, I have been seeing a crash have you guys got this crash where you get stuck yeah no yeah i've had that uh apparently that is a bug related to you might not be having this problem uh david when you if you're listening to other audio it's like an audio related bug huh. but uh yeah that they, they they've got a fix coming there's also like some some other bugs with like the wingsuit and stuff like that but i think that they've got a they've got a fix coming soon yeah it is fixed i have been using the beta and it is totally fixed and i can i can fly with the wingsuit now which is fun i haven't really figured out how to use it right but <laughs> saying about the calming nature of this game it's all in the music it's just an absolutely fantastic score yeah. that they've got yeah the music and the graphics the fact that well, there's that um, there's another skiing game on iOS that is um, you're running away from a, an avalanche. Ski safari. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like I don't like running away from an avalanche. I, that stresses me out. I like that you're only chased for a certain period of time in this game, and that yes. that's good because it adds a bit of adrenaline, but it's not the entire time. Right, and then meanwhile, it's you know the snow is coming down or rain is coming down and. 
and the sun is setting and then it's nighttime and it's just beautiful. So it's great. Also, I like that they seem to have been um, tipping their cap at Journey. Um, yep. beloved game where I, I'm gonna have to listen to that uh, episode of your podcast. Um, the so much Mike, so many Mike podcasts that I have to listen to. Um, Says Jason it, Snell. It, it, it's the it's the yeah I know. Take that you you're on more podcasts than me. You ha- you just have to you have to take it. Um, uh, because you your your scarf grows uh, just as it does in Journey as you do more power up things. And in fact, when you get to the that moment where you can use the wingsuit, your scarf turns white, which is very much a, a Journey kind of thing. Where the you, you, when you get all the all the uh, power ups, you you get the white robe. So uh, I love it. But Mike's way ahead of me in terms of high scores. But Serenity's got us all beat because she is an obsessive game player like that. Yep, she's working on tips and stuff for for Imar as well, right? So she can kind of write it off as being part of her job. Yeah, she can say that. That's a nice excuse. I think it's more that um, she has a way to explain why she's playing the game that much, but she'd be playing the game that much regardless. <laughs> but she, so yeah, who's yeah, your she, who's your favorite snowboarder? I'm, I'm loving Maya. 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 I'm loving Maya because mm-hmm. you can do all the backflips. Backflips are so great. Yep, it's got the speed oh, for the backflip. Yeah. At this point, I only have Alt, Alto, and and Maya, and Maya is definitely, I yeah. love it. She's slow, but she uh, she does those backflips, and you can do the combos, and it's great. Uh, there's a, we had we had another um, another uh, ask upgrade about a game, which is about threes. Such a great game. Um, which is also a great game. This is from listener. I'm going to say Hella. Um, thank you so much for your threes recommendation. I love the game. Now tell me how to stop playing it can't i no uh play alto's adventure instead <laughs> uh, that's about all i got three yep. is great well, Love it. since the game originally came out like over well over a year ago like i've played it every day like i play it every day threes it's just just such a great game huge fan uh let's see uh swilliams listener swilliams uh from the chat room says, uh, can you talk about Birdman being the greatest film of the 21st century? I I went on the record the day before it won Best Picture as saying I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. I haven't I, seen I it. I disliked it. I haven't seen it. But uh, it won Best Picture, so, you know. So The Greatest Show on Earth also won Best Picture, I'm just going to point out. And Dances with Wolves and Crash and Gladiator. Gladiator won Best Picture. Gladiator, <laughs> for Pete's sake. I was channel surfing and, and stumbled on Dances with Wolves. And I had forgot how much I didn't like that movie. Mm. I liked it more at the time, but now in in uh, watching it now, I I can't. Mm-mm. No. Uh, anyway, so the answer to the question, Williams' question about if I can talk about Birdman being the greatest film of the 21st century, is no, I can't. Sorry. Uh, listener Rajiv wrote in to say, "Do you think the Apple Watch will have the capability to connect physically to a computer and iTunes?" I um, well, what, what's weird is you can lo- you can load music on it. Apparently, <laughs> I have no idea how, and I think that would be the question. It's probably going to be something you load from the phone via the Apple Watch app. I don't think there's going to be any way to connect it to a Mac or to iTunes. I think its umbilical will be to the iPhone. Yep, um, that's that's my my gut feeling. Because we're assuming that the charging the inductive charging cannot carry data right because that, that's the only connection it has to usb 
So then you'd also naturally assume that if you're going to be able to connect it wirelessly to something, it's not going to be to a Mac because it's pointless without the phone. So currently, so it feels like phone only. I would agree. And we have one more, which is from uh, listener Matt, who said, "Did you do you watch Modern Family? Why is this week's episode an Apple commercial?" Um. So I I haven't seen this. I am a fan of the show. Uh, throughout the history of Modern Family, it has had a very strong Apple link. Right. Like right. Phil is, is, a, is an Apple is an Apple nerd like us. The character yeah. Phil, the dad, he's an Apple nerd. He waits in line for an iPhone. Um, Apple pays for placement. I mean, they pay that so that the computers they use are all Apple. They use all Apple products. That's just like they do that. Um, but my understanding is the writers come up with the ideas, and they're not paid to put anything to put a storyline around Apple stuff. They think, I think they just have enjoyed the fact that I think they're Apple nerds too. I think the writers are Apple nerds and they thought this was a cool idea to do a whole episode that's taking place on a, on a, on a screen. Um, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think Apple said we'd like to pay you to write an episode that takes place on our computer screen. I think that uh, the, the, the writers just went along with it. I love the episode where Phil wait does the iPhone line. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that's really great. And then, um, what's uh claire like she jumps out of the line that one with for the ipad oh the ipad yeah yeah it's good there was the ipad line right i haven't seen the episode i haven't seen it either from the screenshots i've seen like i would be surprised if apple paid for it because they're kind of doing things that you can't do like there are multiple facetime calls going on at once and if apple paid for it they wouldn't want the product to be misrepresented and in fact they they had to fake up the interface because they they use it there was a story and I, i don't know where i saw it that it was about how they were plotting this all while um while yosemite wasn't even out yet and uh they were trying to fake up you know, a Yosemite-like interface, but um, they had to fake they had to fake it all to get it at the resolution that they wanted, with the things that they wanted, with a control in order to make you know build this episode um, because it was technically quite complex to do that. Um, I think I think it's cool though. I'm looking forward to watching it, but I haven't seen it yet. But it's uh, good. But that I'll tell you, it's good, but it's not as good as a regular Modern Family episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because one of my favorite things about that show is the the physical comedy, and mm. I assume there's probably not a lot of that in this. Well, what episode. they did, what they did to make it fun is they put in like while two characters would be talking to each other in FaceTime, uh, they would be googling. Um, you know, you could tell where they were thinking by what subject they were googling, and it kind of kind of gave you an insight into the character, which is actually mm. really funny because you know the guys who write this really, it's a very funny show, but. Yeah, I, I don't think I want to see a lot of this stuff in the future. <laughs> yeah, and like on this note as well, uh, I don't know if either of you watch House of Cards. Um, nope. Th- there was a an episode of House of Cards in season three. Don't worry, this isn't a spoiler. It, it's been everywhere. Where Monument Valley is a plot point. Ah. And um, I was very interested in this. Um, to try and work out how this had occurred because at certain points it feels like a plot point and at certain points it feels like shameless product placement like it kind of skirts the line Um, and as the episode goes on it kind of makes more sense maybe Um, but it turns out that that there were no money exchanged hands and it was a collaboration like the Us Hmm. 2 Games account tweeted about it because there is a lot of product placement in, uh, in House of Cards from like Samsung and Sony uh, and Microsoft with Windows, everyone has Windows phones. 
which actually does feel right. believable in in government. I don't know if that's the case, but <laughs> I was willing to believe it more than in other shows because I feel like if it's going to be happening in one place, it's going to be in a huge, huge corporate environment. And how much more of a corporate environment in that sort of sense, like businessy, is is you know the White House and that sort of area. But I figured they're not going to be using Blackberries anymore, though they probably are. So it made sense to me that use Windows phones. But yeah, the Monument Valley is there. It was a nice surprise to see to see uh, Frank Underwood playing uh, Monument Valley. Well, so there you go. I think that about brings us to the end of this week's episode. It, Thank you to everyone it, for their Ask does. Upgrades. As, as always, yes. you, can, you can always send us in questions, follow up feedback by using the hashtag AskUpgrade on Twitter. And we do look at them all. And thank you for everybody that sends them in, as always. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us personally, I'm uh, at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and at Jay Snell, and of course we have to have had the fantastic Mr. David Sparks join us, who is at Max Sparky on Twitter. David, uh, whilst we have you here, is there anywhere that you would like to point people uh, on the internet right now to, to go and find out what you're up to? Yeah, if you go to MaxSparky.com, you're going to find just about everything I do, so that's a good place to go. Excellent stuff. And more of it than ever before. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> And uh, keep <laughs> locked to sixcolors.com on Monday yes. uh, for live coverage, I assume, again? Yes, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do some live coverage. Uh, probably we'll use the uh, Six Colors event Twitter uh, stream to talk about what's going on as well. And then I'll have a bunch of follow-up afterward. At some point in there, we will record an episode of Upgrade. I have no idea when that's going to be. I'm also supposed to do an incomparable episode that night. I may reschedule that one because it's going to be a busy day. But uh, we will be back at some point um, on the day to talk about this all here on on Upgrade next week. So get yep. ready for that. Exciting. So you should also follow the uh, at underscore Upgrade FM Twitter account because we'll be uh, announcing there when we're going to be recording because right. I think that it will probably just be whenever it makes sense. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> on it, one of the questions is going to be where where am I going to be? Am I going to come home after that event? Am I going to... Uh, stick around in downtown San Francisco for a while. Um, we'll we'll see how how it works. I, I I have been offered the use of the MacWorld Pod Cave, so who knows? I might even be back in the old haunt again. I hope I wear my uh, work clothes. They won't <laughs> let you in otherwise. No, dress. I think you should dress, dress like dress a hobo code. that day, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apple will love that too. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd like to find the show notes for this week's episode, they are in your podcast app of choice. So you can go to mm. relay.fm slash upgrade slash 25. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this week's episode of Upgrade. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Squarespace, Igloo, and Lynda.com. And we'll be back next week for a very exciting episode as we recount the Apple event, which occurs on the 9th of March. Until then, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, I'm Michael. Goodbye, David. Bye, gents. Bye.